Welcome to Conversations on Discipleship. I'm your host, Father Adam Streitenberger. With me today is Deacon Doug and his wife, uh, Lisa Iglesias. Uh, Welcome, Deacon and Lisa. Welcome. Good to be here. Great to have you. Uh, As we begin, let's start with a prayer in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord God, we give you thanks for this time together and for this day. We ask that you renew us through the outpouring of your Holy Spirit. Guide us. um, Help us to know your truth and your love through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. So, um, you know, we're going to have a series of conversations with the two of you. Um, but it's always, we always like to start with the uh, kind of the story of your encounter with Christ, your faith story. Sometimes it's a conversion story. Um, Absolutely. So let's start with you, Deacon. Um, okay. And, and that'll give Lisa some time to, uh, to polish off her story. Sounds but, good. But um, how, how have you um, come to know the Lord? Well, I was blessed with great family, raised me up, you know, Catholic and went to Catholic school. And then my father's business had a challenge, and so he had to get me to remove from Catholic school, and ended up hanging around a really bunch of bad people, and got into a rough crowd, and my junior year of high school, everything just went incredibly south. And he was called to school one day and found out how bad it was, and sure enough, he said, you know, come home and I'm going to get you on the right track. And, but you got to make a decision. you got to commit. And so he invited me to go to youth group that night when I came home. And I had no interest, in all honesty. I thought he would drop me off and I would hang out outside the church until he was done, or until the youth group was done, until I, ba- I got picked back up. And so sure enough, um, as I'm waiting outside, these three girls walk by and they said, hey, youth group's this way. And I thought, girls, okay, let me follow these girls into youth group. And it wasn't her, believe it or not. <laughs> but but um, when I went in, there was 300 kids in this youth group. And they were all like real. Not all of them, but a lot of them were just, they had this authenticity that I did not see in my world in my high school and one of them was my wife who just had this joy that she was just going around welcoming people and this light in her eyes and I was like whatever that is I want that I want to know what that is but I was scared to death of it to be honest so I sat in the back of the room with my back against the wall and just kind of watched it for the first couple of weeks Um, and then a retreat happened And sure enough, I saw these kids just so authentically opening their heart to the Lord. And some of them we're still friends with today after 30 years. So there's this bond that we have. But it was just this, like, as they were dealing with all the same stuff I was dealing with at high school. But they were trusting that God loved them and was with them and cared for them, didn't abandon them. And I thought, man, if they can do this, I can open my heart this way too. And then that really changed things. My life, all of a sudden, hanging around these group of joyful people, getting involved with service projects, helping people for just for fun. Um, we just started spending a ton of time at the church, folding bulletins, um, just 
it was just healthy to be around this environment. And so then that's it. I decided, all right, I'm going to give my life to Christ. I'm going to be a missionary in Africa. That was my kind of thought process at the time. Youth is for heroism. Um, and I actually entered the seminary. Um, Bishop Wenske was one of the priests who interviewed me, a matter of fact, down in Florida. And went there for a semester and ended up making wonderful friends with who I'm still friends with today. But felt like God was calling me to marriage. And so sure enough, uh, left there and been involved in ministry ever since. I was a youth minister, an assistant principal of a Catholic school. Um, just we've always been involved with ministry ever since. And that brought me here. Excellent. Um, so just to kind of hit a few points. Well, first of all, if you're tuning in, this is Conversations on Discipleship. I'm your host, Father Adam Streitenberger. With me um, today is Deacon Doug Iglesias and his wife, Lisa. We've been hearing about Doug's own story of faith. Um, you you grew up in Miami, is that yes, right? Yes, Little Havana, Florida. Miami, Florida. Wow. Yeah. Um, and so it was probably a pretty good Catholic environment. I mean, your your parents and... Yes, my mom and dad, they were very involved. Um, we always were comfortable being at church. Mm-hmm. Uh, we sang in the choir. My dad did music at uh, the 9 a.m. Mass, and he eventually became a deacon. And so he is presently a deacon at... Um, was it St. Louis and Pinecrest, Florida? And yeah, it's, it was a very good environment. It was just that being a teenager mm-hmm. and trying to show everybody I could do it on my own, and I didn't need God, and that got me into a whole mess of trouble. And you know, I think it's very beautiful in your story the role of your father. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that your father saw that you were straying, going in the wrong direction, and kind of corrected it. And I think it is a testimony of the, um, of the importance of fathers in, oh, the, yeah. in the life of their sons, especially, but I think also daughters as well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, ha- what kind of lessons from your own father have, have, have you taken, you know, in, in your role, I guess, as, as discipling your children? Well, very much being involved. We have four wonderful kids. And we have literally had them grow up in church, too, uh, being involved in uh, all sorts of ministry, youth ministry. We, had, um, we homeschool our kids, so there was definitely opportunities of faith formation there. And in fact, um, many of our kids have discerned as they've gotten older. And we have one son who's doing youth ministry. He's a youth minister down in Miami, Florida, but now he's transitioning to a young adult minister and worship leader. And he's actually made two albums now of um, Christian Catholic music. So it's pretty awesome to see him kind of carrying the torch there. And his wife also helps lead in young adult ministry. Um, so I think it's it's living the faith at home as much as you're living it outside, living it at your workspace, this constant... Um, authenticity, I guess, right? That that we see that it's not just something you do on Sunday or it's not something that uh, you do for five minutes, but that it permeates everything that we do. Is that fair to say? And I love that word authenticity. So, and that was the next thing I was going to ask you about is let's unpack that mm-hmm. because it really is an important 
I mean, it, it's an important kind of, not just a word, but really a way of living. Mm-hmm. You know, if we want to be attractive and if we want to be missionary disciples, there has to be this authenticity. So you began to define it, but maybe you could go a little deeper. Um, Definitely. I, I think, and especially today, when we talk about, when we talk to millennials, they say the most important thing is authenticity. And I think it's because the world is so, so fake to a very large extent. So much, uh, people have so much protection around them and they're fearful of letting anybody in to see who they really are. Uh, side note, we're watching Mandalorian, the new Star Wars show, right? Uh-huh. And we're seeing behind the scenes and you're going to say it better than I. Well, how do they put it? About the armor? Yeah, about the armor. He said something, uh, the actor who plays the Mandalorian said... Um, that everybody is wearing an armor and they're terrified to take it off. And, of course, the show ended and then we just had to discuss that. We just had to unpack that because, um, you know, big Star Wars fans. But it was the <laughs> truth. Yeah. It was a big truth. Yeah, my, my daughter picked that up right away and she's like, whoa, wait a second. Like, that's where our world is, right? Yeah. Everybody's so afraid to let anybody in, including God. Mm-hmm. And I think... When I was in the seminary, the first thing I did when I went into spiritual direction is I said, hey, this is me and this is all of me. This is the good, the bad, and the ugly because I wanted to truly be formed. And I think if we walk our faith that way, we're going to have a deep, rich uh, life. You know, we're going to have that abundant life that God calls us to. And that will be if, it's, if you're married and you're married life and you're single and you're single life and your friendships and your work. He calls us to that abundant life, but only if we can be truly open and, and open to everything he has for us. Yeah, I think it's very striking with millennials, you know, that, that need for authenticity. And I think it's because, I mean, of the woundedness of that generation that, mm. well you know, said. there's so much um, betrayal, institutional betrayal mm. on their part that really I think it's at, it is at the heart of that. And when I think when we talk about authenticity, I mean, ob- obviously, it's a lack of hypocrisy, you mm-hmm. know, in the sense of if you if you say this is what you believe, you're going to live by it. Right. You know, which is that. But that's really just the beginning, because mm-hmm. there is a sense, I think, where as disciples, there's a certain comfortableness, like with our human nature and all of its um, beat upness and woundedness interacting with the grace that Mm -hmm. is certainly a part of our life and i think that that you know there's a there's a sense where people um when they when they look at us they they do see the woundedness perhaps but they also see where grace is yes is is working right nobody's perfect yeah and i think but even that's even a bigger witness right Mm -hmm. is that through our weaknesses god is still we're still open to god and what god's doing in our life and I think that's the message that I think we need to live by and, and that our children, going back to your original question, how do we raise our kids in that faith formation? They see it all. We really don't keep anything back from our kids. And we have those discussions. And, and then we try and participate in their lives, watching the movies that they want to watch, and then tearing them apart and saying, okay, what was the message behind this? You know, And you know, wh- where's God in this? Right. So it's a neat rich, abundant life that God has for us, but we have to be authentically walking in it. 
Beautiful. Well, you've been listening to Conversations on Discipleship. I'm your host, Father Adam Streitenberger. With me today has been Deacon Doug Iglesias and his wife, Lisa. Thank you again for joining us. And until next time, peace and all good. <laughs>